Do you ever want to dive deeper into the Bible, but you just don't know where to begin or struggle to feel like you have the time? When you read the Bible, do you get frustrated because you know there's so much more in there, you just have no clue how to get it out? Or maybe you just want to know the Bible better and you're looking for any resource to help. Then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Context and Color of the Bible Podcast. We are two sisters. I'm Erica. I'm Veronica. We love to study the Bible and help others understand it better. When it comes to our own understanding of Scripture, we have found that in bringing back the context, it actually adds to our understanding. It adds color to the black and white pages of the text. Veronica. Erica. I'm going to open us up with a Bible verse. Oh, yes. I know. She's not asking me to like guess which Bible verse. No, I won't. You're going to read the whole thing? I am. Just, yeah, the whole verse. (laughs) Deuteronomy 31, 18. And this is the Lord speaking through Moses at the end of Moses' life. And the Lord says, I will certainly hide my face in that day because of all their wickedness in turning to other gods. Do you know that verse is an important way to understand the book of Esther? No, I didn't. Because I've never had anybody put that in front of Esther. Yes, (laughs) but we'll come back to that in a bit. All right. So everyone should bookmark Deuteronomy Deuteronomy 31.18. Yep. All right. So how do you want to open up Esther then today? Well, this is chapter 10. Right. What's All three verses. This is my favorite chapter in (laughs) Esther to memorize. It probably took you a long time. I was at Moose Camp when I had to memorize it. There you go. You're like three verses done. Sat around the fire while the family was out moose hunting and got it done. There you go. So our final scene, Veronica... Makes me think of Princess Bride the way you've described it to me. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yes. right. You said, how how do you see it, Veronica? Well, you said riding off into the sunset. So I just think right. of, I'll let you say it all, but you my fa- just mm, King Xerxes there with Mordecai on one side, Esther on the other, and kind of the narrator just finishing off. Finishing off. We watch them ride off that old grandfatherly voice. Right. Peter Falk. (laughs) (laughs) Reading these three verses and it just ends so happily. They all lived happily ever after. Yes. And that one kiss. (laughs) That one kiss that surpassed all the other kisses. So that's a little bit of comedy in there. Because actually that's kind of the end of the story. It is. It's done. The author wants it just to be end happy. Everything worked out. Yeah, you're not supposed to ask what happened to Esther. Where did she go in the pages of history? You're not supposed to ask what happens to Mordecai. You know, you just assume everything goes well. Right. And they end well. Right. Because they did this. King never say no. Right. Lives a happy life. Yeah. Until he is assassinated. Yes. So we could end right there with a three and a half minute podcast. But we won't. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to disappoint our listeners. And because there's actually, for that nice pretty bow on an ending, there's actually a lot of lessons when you stop and look back and things right. that we've kind of teased throughout right. these 10 chapters. Right. We've talked about exaggeration. We brought up uh, reversals. We brought up that picture of Ezekiel and God leaving right. the temple. And so we need right. to come back now 
and finish. Mm-hmm. We, you and I, Erica, right. need to wrap yes. up our story. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So our listeners can follow along and understand where this is going. Did you want to hit on the exaggeration again, Veronica? No, I was just going to let you do it all and I'll sit here and ask your right. clar- clarifying questions <laughs> <Sure>. today. <laughs> Whatever. I don't believe you for a moment, but we can pretend. Yep. Um, with the exaggerations, we probably did hit on that a lot. We kept trying to of just everything over the top. Right. The numbers, mm-hmm. the months, the beauty treatment, all of that. Right. You see exaggeration the throughout the partying. Mm-hmm. Um, the reversals we hit on quite a bit. Right. And we've been trying on social media to throw out yes, some of those you've reversals. Done a great job. Showing in each chapter overall. Yep. Because reversals really was a big part of this story. Yes. You know, chapter yeah. nine, when the tables are turned. Yep. That was your big ultimate. Ultimate reversal. reversal. Yeah. So. But then we did also throw out Ezekiel, like mm-hmm. you said, with the temple and God leaving the temple. And it's leaving it open to its enemies. It's showing his um, heartbreak and the mm-hmm. break in the relationship with Israel. And you're left to wonder, where is God after he's left the temple mm-hmm. and what you find as you read through the books of the Bible. And even as you read through Ezekiel, what you find is God left the temple and he goes into the East and he goes with his people into exile because they went East. <clears throat> that's yeah. They went to Babylon and that's East and God goes with his people into exile. And so as you read through the book of Esther and you're asking that question, what happens when his people are in exile? Where's God? Mm-hmm. At the end of Esther, you get the answer. He's hidden, but he's there mm-hmm. behind the scenes, mm-hmm. still working out his people's plan mm-hmm. and still working out his plan for the future. And so that actually can take us to Deuteronomy 31. <clears throat> Excuse me. That word, I will certainly hide my face. That word hide, Veronica, in the Hebrew, in the in biblical Hebrew, they don't have vowels. So you just have consonants. And then as you read, you supply the vowels. And so the word hide is actually the same word as Esther. But with different vowels. But with different vowels. So one word in Hebrew then, ju- I'm going to take the word um, bat. If you remove the vowels... Mm-hmm. If you have B and T. Right. You can put an A. Right. And have bat. You can put in an I and have bit. Mm -hmm. You can put in an E and have bet. Right. You can put in a U. Do you need me to go through all of them? You can have but. The idea, though, is so one Hebrew word can turn into multiple Hebrew words just by changing the vowels. Right. And so, therefore, all those words then are connected. Right. It's like a word family. And so when you see this word you know it's going to connect just with a vowel change to this word. So they're linked, and all those words actually should come forward when you see those consonants. Right, because you've got to figure out which word do I want, because mm-hmm. they don't, you which know, one fits the which context. one fits the context. You know, so you've got, in modern Hebrew, they now supply vowels. That's So nice. you don't have to question. But in biblical Hebrew, as you, if you were to read this in the, in the scroll, you would just have that S-T-R. Mm-hmm. And you would, so when you see it as Esther, you can still be reminded, hide, mm-hmm. hide. 
every time you see the word Esther in the Hebrew, you can still be reminded, hide. God is hiding his face Mm -hmm. in Esther. He is literally hidden throughout Mm -hmm. the book of Esther. And so Esther almost takes that one word hide in Deuteronomy and says, okay, we're going to blow that up. What happens when God hides his face? How do his people survive. Mm -hmm. And even when God's face is hidden, what you realize is he's still there. Mm -hmm. You can't see him, but he's still there. He's still working behind the scenes. He's still working out his plan. And I love this, uh, this, um, comment in the commentary as she's looking in, as I'm looking in my notes, uh, according to the NIV application commentary, any deity worth his salt can do a miracle now and then. Our God is so great, so powerful. He can work without miracles through the ordinary events of billions of human lives through millennia of time to accomplish his eternal purpose and ancient promise. Amen. That is how amazing our God is. He doesn't need to do miracles to still get his plan. He doesn't need to show himself Mm -hmm. to get his what he wants accomplished. He is so amazing, so big. He is able to work even when we're not aware he's present. Right. And that, Veronica, can bring a lot of hope. A lot of comfort. A lot of comfort. Because how often do we see God? Well, yeah. How often do we get those big miracles? Right. You don't. You don't. You want to see God working. I want to know God's working behind the scenes when I can't see him. Right. Because right now I don't feel like I see him at all. Right. (laughs) I want to know when I don't see him, when I don't feel him. Right. That he's still there. Right. There's this um, semi-changing it a little bit. I've been learning about bitichon. It's B-I-T-C-H-O-N in the Hebrew. Bitichon. And if emunah is faith mm-hmm. and faithfulness, bitachon, Veronica, is trust. And I had never really thought about this before, how they're two different things. Right. Until I heard uh, people talk about and teach People on, say it. It's your favorite it's person Lancaster. to It's Lancaster. It's my favorite. <laughs> it is my favorite person. I listen to Daniel him while, Lancaster. while I'm working out. And so I don't always get the full teaching. I was going to say, both of those are suffering then. But yeah. I don't know that he's someone I would listen to while I'm working out. Oh. Because I want to focus. Yeah, if it's really good, I have to go back. And I have to focus on my working out. Right. So, But it helps get me through my workout. Right. Because I, then I get excited to go listen. So it's like, okay, I'll go work out so I can listen. Okay. So that's what that's I That's Erica's carrot. She that's dangles my, to work out. <laughs> is my, I'm pathetic. I get it. <laughs> you can call me a nerd. But he talks about bitachon being trust. And faith veronica you can have faith that god exists right without trusting that he's good right or that he's going to do good you know when i was little i was terrified of the dark and so i would lie in bed she was yes i was terror just afraid to fall asleep because what was going to happen and i knew that god existed and i knew god was there but i didn't trust Mm -hmm. that he was going to take care of me because everything prior to that had been so miserable you were scared of the dark i know i don't know i don't know why are we afraid of anything why am i afraid of spiders i've never had an experience but yeah i'm terrified so sometimes fear just comes yeah yeah 
but irrational. Yes, it, totally irrational. But you need trust. You need bitachon to trust that God is good. Mm-hmm. And I've been wrestling with this, Veronica, because we've had a rough year. Mm-hmm. 2022 was very hard on my family and my family at large. We've mm-hmm. lost several people to death, including mm-hmm. my mother-in-law mm-hmm. from ALS. Um, our father had a massive heart attack mm-hmm. and then triple bypass surgery. And mm-hmm. yes, praise God, he is here. It's a miracle, mm-hmm. but it has definitely affected him right. and our family. Right. And there have been other private things I can't go right. into on top of this that has happened to our family this year. And so Christmas night, my husband and I were sitting around chatting and I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. Why has God done this? Like my husband's 46 years old and both his parents are gone. Right. And they weren't easy deaths. They weren't. One was from pancreatic cancer right. and one was from ALS. And we looked it up once, Ronnie, like both of those deaths are like less than 1% or 0.1%. Wow. And so when you put them in one family, it's like one in a million. Right. Or even less than one in a million. And and yet my husband watched both his parents go through this. Mm-hmm. My children, we have people in the cemetery, my children go visit. Right. I and they know. And they know. And they have memories of them, of Grandma Laurel and right. Grandpa Rick. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sitting there going, Lord, I mean, I know people go through hard things. Right. That, that doesn't, I don't bother, that doesn't bother me, but why so much? Right. Why? Why such agonizing? The right. Laurel's death the last three hard. years has been very painful. I'm not, she's not my mother-in-law, but I know her and I loved her. Mm-hmm. And it was sad to watch the progression. ALS is a horrible disease. Yes, it is. It destroys. It's horrible. And it is. To watch the progression breaks your heart mm-hmm. as you slowly lose the person you love. And you know they're suffering and mm-hmm. you're suffering. And, and you like, sit there and ask God, why? why? <laughs> Couldn't you have prevented something? Right. Couldn't you, okay, can we lose one but not the other? Right. Can we have had this but not that? Right. You know, I look at my stepfather-in-law who now has buried two wives, mm-hmm. one to cancer and one to ALS. And I go, Lord, this makes no sense mm-hmm. to me. And I didn't get an answer. Like, I don't have an understanding of why right. we've gone through this. But I kept coming back to do I trust that God is good? I know God exists. Right. There's not a doubt in my mind he exists. But now I need to trust he's good. Right. And yes. after watching this, God, the track record doesn't feel good. Right. I don't want to trust you. That's right. become more of the issue. Right. Because it hurts to trust. It hurts to open it up and go, okay, Mm-hmm. My kids have cried. My husband's cried. I have walked through some shadows of the valley of death mm-hmm. and I hate it. Mm-hmm. But God, you're good. Mm-hmm. And, and that's as, as I've been wrestling with Esther Veronica, just in all these whys. Mm-hmm. I just keep coming back to the fact that I have to trust mm-hmm. God, you are good. Mm-hmm. And I don't see it mm-hmm. and I don't feel it. And then I, it struck me like with Esther. Is that how she felt? You know, now maybe she was fine going into a harem. Right. You know, maybe it's a gilded cage. All my wants are taken care care of. of. All my needs. I don't have to worry about clothes or food. I get to be pampered. I'm protected. Right. And I can just hang out and live the rest of my life drifting. (laughs) Right. But maybe she was heartbroken. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe she had plans. I want to raise kids. I want a family. 
and now God, you've taken me from what I wanted. And I am now filling the bed occasionally of a pagan king. Mm -hmm. What in the world, God, why? What's my purpose? What's my purpose? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why did you do this to me? And when you're reading through Esther on the one hand, you're not supposed to wrestle with that. Like it's a comedy. Right. But underneath that, we all ask why. Right. And I think that's where we need to come to God. And especially in the moments when you don't see his face, mm -hmm. when he is hidden, you ask why even harder. Mm -hmm. And when it doesn't make sense, right. when I'm wrestling with watching, why is my children's best friend's dad dying? Right. What good does it, what right. good does it do for little kids to lose their dad? Right. Why God? Why? Mm -hmm. And I don't have an answer, mm -hmm. but I trust God is good. Mm -hmm. And there is an answer. You know, and that's the other thing with Esther that can encourage us. We will not get every why answered until eternity. There is so much we will never understand. The rabbis call this world, Ronica, the world of concealment because they say God has concealed himself. He has hidden himself from us. We don't live with Moses on the mountaintop. We live with Esther mm -hmm. constantly going, okay, God, where are you? Mm -hmm. And it feels like the Hamans of this world are on top. Right. It is, I am amazed when I read the news and go on Facebook. I feel like wickedness is winning. I feel like God's word is being ignored. I feel like God, we've turned our back to God. So he has turned his back to us. Mm -hmm. That's how it feels. And yet the book of Esther reminds us there is a day coming when Haman gets his comeuppance. Right. The sons of Haman get destroyed. And they get hung and it gets dealt with. And maybe we'll see it here on earth or maybe we won't see it till eternity. Mm -hmm. But one day that veil will be ripped and we will see God and we will see wickedness punished mm -hmm. and the righteous will be rewarded. And until that time, I have to trust mm -hmm. and I have to walk by faith, not only believing that God exists, but trusting that he's good. Mm -hmm. And he has a plan. And he has a plan. And he's going to work it out even when I don't see it. Mm -hmm. And even when I don't know what I'm doing, because there's so much of Esther, Esther and Mordecai's decisions. They're, what am I going to do? They didn't have the, you could have argued either way. Right. Do this or don't do this. Right. There was so many chances every time they turned around. It wasn't a very clear black and white. Right. Here's right. Here's wrong. It was a mixture. Yep. Of, I can see some right in this and I can see some wrong. Yes. And I've got to choose which way to go without having a clear, direct right. answer. Esther has so much in living in the gray and you go, we can make arguments both ways. Right. And what I yes. like is it's okay. Yeah. She made a decision and God used it. Yes. And we kind of talked about this before of there's obvious times where there's sin and there's, yes, we're not saying play no. that gray area then. No, but there's so much in your day of, I could take this job. I could take that job. Should we, should we homeschool? Should we public school? Should we Christian school? Right. There's so many arguments people can lay out that you, I'm not sure which is the right one. Right. And so you, what I like of Esther just gives us the reminder of, Make the wise decision. Right. Do your homework. Do yes. your prayer. Do your searching scriptures to see where God is leading you and then trust him. Yes. Even when it's not easy, though. Yes. Because sometimes we think, OK, if I had it, if I would have made the right decision, everything should be easy. 
Right. And it's not. And Esther is a reminder. You can be making the right decision and life's not easy. Yes. Life's not going to fall into place like you thought it should. Yes. Yep. Because what I think, Erica, as you were writing, as you were talking, the biggest reversal in this story is that it looks on the surface a story without God. But the biggest reversal is God, in the end, God's all over it. That's a, yeah, that's an excellent that's point. That's the biggest yep, reversal. Is, yep. From surface yep. value, you never hear God's yep. name mentioned. Yep. And we talked about how fasting, yeah. weeping, and wailing, crying out to, and there's that blank. Right. And when the to the original audience, they would hear and go, God's never mentioned. Right. And yet when you t- get to the end and you turn it over. Yes, he's there. He's everywhere. You can't get away from him. Right. And I just think of, we talked about this last week of the hope this gave the Jews in those Mm -hmm. concentration camps. Right. There was nothing they could have done to prevent this. Right. But they had the hope. God is in control. I might die in this concentration camp. Right. But overall. Right. God's people will be victorious. And they were. Mm-hmm. They survived. Mm-hmm. And what's fascinating is, and again, if you want to say God has a plan. Oh, yes. Looking at, let me turn my pages. You can hear it. God has a calendar. Yes. And he works according to it. Mm-hmm. And so two different instances. One in 1946. Mm-hmm. Ten of Hitler's top associates were hung. Ten. Haman's 10 sons were killed right. again. So in case you wonder if they were right to put him to death in, ha- in Esther, mm-hmm. they were. Mm-hmm. Because, again, 10 more Haman sons were killed. Mm-hmm. And one man even yelled, Purim Feast, 1946. Mm-hmm. And then a few years later, in 1953, Stalin was planning on de- deporting most of the Jews from the Soviet Union to Siberia. Again, think of how to those Jews that would be affected Right. This hope of Esther. You're right. facing down another Haman-like character yep. who's looking to exile and annihilate you. Right. And what's fascinating is before Stalin could do that, he suffered a stroke and died a few days later. But the night he had the stroke was March 1st and Purim was ending that day. So if you want to think if God has a calendar and a plan. Right. If you think... God doesn't pay attention. He does. The details matter. He's, He's in, in the those details. details. And so I don't know where you are in your walk with mm-hmm. him. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you know God exists. Right. That idea of faith, of right. I believe God. I even, faith to me is action plus your belief. Yes. You are believing, you are doing because of your belief what you're called to do. Right. But then the next question is, going back to Erica's question, do I trust you, God? That he'll handle mm-hmm. the outcome. Mm-hmm. You can only do so much. You have to leave the outcome to him. Mm-hmm. And that's what we saw Esther doing. Esther did, when she fasted and prayed mm-hmm. and got everyone to do that, she did what she could do. Yep. And it was left in God's hands. Yep. And so those are the lessons as we wrap up Esther. I'm sure there's more, but those are the big ones. Those are the big ones that you go, here's the hope you can have. If you're looking going, I don't see God working. I don't feel God working. We have Esther. He's hidden, but he's right there in front of us. Yep. And we're waiting for that day when that veil, that concealment has been torn away. Ezekiel 39 
And I'm going to read verse 25 and 29 says, Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will now restore the fortunes of Jacob and will have compassion on all the people of Israel. And I will be zealous for my holy name. Verse 29, I will no longer hide my face from them. For I will pour out my spirit on the people of Israel, declares the sovereign Lord. And for those mm. of us who are in that covenant with God, we have joined in with the nation, the people of Israel. And that day mm -hmm. he will no longer hide his face. Like the veil will be ripped away. Revelations 22 says they will see his face mm -hmm. and his name will be written on their foreheads. Like that is what we're holding on to. That is what we're hoping for. That is what we're working towards mm -hmm. that day when we see his face and we go, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. This is what I was waiting for. Right. And that day is coming. And we see it in Esther. Mm -hmm. You know, in Esther, the bad guys get the comeuppance. Mm -hmm. And the good guys get blessed. Mm -hmm. We see the wicked punished and the righteous rewarded. And we don't always see that here on earth now. But we know, mm -hmm. we trust, we have mm -hmm. faith that day is coming. And therefore, we live mm -hmm. based on that truth. Right. The wicked wicked will be punished. The righteous will be blessed. Therefore, I will live rightly mm -hmm. according to my God's commands. Because on the day I see his face, mm -hmm. I'm going to have enough to hang my head <laughs> right. over. I want to walk with him mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and be blessed on that day. Right. Right. So that's the story of Esther. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. If you know somebody who is maybe walking through some hard times, share it. Start with this podcast. Right. <laughs> right. And yeah. go, here's why you want to know the story of Esther. Right. This yeah. might actually should actually be our introduction. Yeah, maybe <laughs> our introduction and our right. conclusion of right. this is the hope we have in Esther. Right. So go back and listen. Share this with a friend. Yeah. Encourage people mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. But come back next week. Because Erica's coming. She's going to, the next two podcasts, she's going to be bringing her retreat she shared right. in Michigan in November. So she's right. going to bring part of it, some of it, all of Portions it. Portions of it. Okay. Yeah. Tweaking it yeah. for our radio audience. Yeah. <laughs> radio. radio. That's funny. So thanks for joining us. Don't forget, we have social media. We have Instagram, Facebook. Erica has a website. I have a website. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear your stories of your how you saw God. Yes. Or maybe a yeah. time where you didn't see God's face, but afterwards you can look back and go, oh, but he was all over Yes, it. we would love to hear those, those stories. Those kind of yep. testimonies. Those are the testimonies we need to be sharing with others. Yeah. Because it gives us hope and goes, okay, yep. I can hold on to your story yep. while I'm waiting for God to answer mine. Yep. So thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.